hug your butt, your cornermen one more time, and then you get oiled, greased up, and step in that cage. And and at that point, it is when they start announcing your name and your uh, your sponsorships and all that, and you hear the crowd go wild. And um, honestly, I, I don't even really hear the crowd go wild because at that yeah. point, you go into into tunnel vision, hmm. and you're like, here we go. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Think Big Bodybuilding Media. I'm Scott McNally, and today I thought we'd do something a little bit different. I thought it would be fun to compare and contrast getting ready for a bodybuilding show versus getting ready for an MMA fight. So I have with me today a good friend and great all-around dude, Ryan Delph. He is a pro MMA fighter. He's had a lot of experience competing in bodybuilding, and uh, we're just going to get down to it. If you guys enjoy this content, then do me a favor, hit the like button, leave us a comment, and if you are new here, then I suggest you subscribe because we have several podcasts coming out each week. We'd love to have you around for all of them. So, you know, when I met you, you first were getting involved with competitive bodybuilding, I watched you diet down, do some shows and stuff. Uh, and But this is not like your first foray into into a competitive sport. You'd been a fighter before that. And right. since then, man, I've been following along. You just had a fight. You're getting ready for another one. I thought it'd be fun to bring you on. First of all, just catch up with you. Maybe introduce you to a few people who haven't seen you before on the YouTube page. Um, and I wanted to kind of compare and contrast prepping for a fight Versus prepping for a bodybuilding show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a uh, yeah. So I just had a fight, getting ready for another fight. Um, you know, as far as like compare and contrast to bodybuilding and, and uh, the whole the whole fighting world, man, it's it's a lot different. And right off the top of my head, the main thing that sticks out to me, um, bodybuilding, is all day long, all day long, every day. Right, so. You do your training, you do your cardio, but then where bodybuilding becomes all day long, every, you know, everything you put in your mouth, you're working. That's bodybuilding. Yeah. Whereas MMA and fighting, like you have your training, you kick your ass, you do your cardio, you do all that. But when training's done, I mean, should you stick to a diet? Yes. But is it really that important? You know, like it's not like bodybuilding where you have to worry about how you're going to look, you know? So like when the yeah. training's done, it's like, shit, I'm going to go eat three pizzas. If you don't have to cut weight, I'm going to go have some cheeseburgers and a couple beers. So that's where it's different. Like when it comes to the dietary restrictions. Yeah. And yeah. for me, I'm, I'm a heavyweight, you know, so I can eat whatever I want and chill around 260. Yeah. And the cutoff for heavyweight is 265. So I can eat whatever I want. And it's awesome. <laughs> I saw this guy you just fought most recently. He was like a hundred pounds over the top end of the weight huh what's up with yeah, that so yeah so this dude that i just fought um so originally i was supposed to fight a guy um that would have come in underweight so that would have come in around 260 okay. but we had that i don't know if you saw it on the news or anything that windstorm they called it the derecho that came through iowa oh, okay man it, it was an inland hurricane what happened and i huh. mean there was trees there was trees and shit getting like ripped out of the ground. No kidding. And long story short, a tree ripped out of the ground and landed on my opponent's truck as he was driving, broke his back. Holy crap. So that, that this was like a month before the fight. Yeah. So uh, he was in the hospital, he's recovering, and they had to find me a replacement, and they found this guy I ended up fighting. Okay. Um, and, yeah, he, he weighed in at 320 pounds, 55 pounds over the maximum for heavyweight. He's a big dude. Yeah. and uh, All muscle, you know, too. Oh, dude, very soft, very soft. 
and uh, I should have speed bagged them titties a little bit, but uh, <laughs> I started pounding on and forgot to do that. Um, but yeah, and then uh, the commission, you know, gives me the option if I still want to fight him or not. And I'm like, well, yeah, I trained for this. I'm still going to fight the dude. Yeah. Um, but in the back of my mind, I'm like, dude, come fight time, because he was cutting from 390. So the next day, you know, he was probably 340 just from water and meals. So he cut yeah. 70 pounds in four weeks. Yeah. Um, and, and the next day during the fight day, he did look huge. But uh, yeah, so he's, he was probably getting closer to 400 again then by the time he was loaded back up. Yeah. That's was, a lot of human beings, man. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, whether it's all muscle or not, and whether he's in shape or not, that's still weight, you know. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wreck this dude still, mm -hmm. but I gotta watch out for a big right hand, and I don't want to get stuck underneath him. No, God, so, I mean, no. fight day, yeah, fight day, he was probably 90 pounds heavier than me because I weighed in at 259, and the day of the fight I was 259. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and he was probably like I said, 350, 340. Yeah. But uh went out, ended up taking him down and ground and pounding him with some vicious hammer fists that were awesome. So I'll have to send you a video of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That'd but, be great. Uh, the only video I have right now is from somebody's Facebook live. So it's not like it's uh Okay. It's you not know, like... an official video. Gotcha. So, yeah. That's cool, um, man. That's cool. How how does um how does the wife feel about you fighting? You know, because I, I feel like uh I, I feel like you're in a relationship. You always want your significant other to be safe. And I mean, how does she feel about knowing that you could get your face pounded in doing this? Right. Yeah. I mean, Haley's definitely she's concerned about it, but she knows like that I, I do this and that I'm not going to go in and freaking die. I mean, there's the potential that you could you could get hit just right and die. But sure. We we both assume the risk, you know, and uh, Haley loves that I fight. She, yeah. She fuck loves it. Oh, yeah. She loves it. And she's obviously like my biggest supporter. Always yeah. we're each other's biggest supporters. But uh um, no, she really enjoys it. And she talks about, uh, she's like, you know, I get, I get more nervous than you. I think she's like, so is this how it was when you came and watched me at bodybuilding competitions? <laughs> you know, you would get like an adrenaline rush and butterflies and like get up and pace around and shit. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I get, I get more jacked for her than I do for myself, you know? So, yeah. um, but for me, like when I'm in the cage, I'm in tunnel vision and I'm just ready to go. So how do you, no, she how really, do you feel? She really how, enjoys it. How do you feel at, at that time? I can think about, you know, when I was a kid getting in fights, it's uh, it's kind of like um, it's a less controlled. You know, you're doing this as a skill. You know, it, mm -hmm. I think when you're a kid and you're fighting, it's more like out of anger. There's a lot more right. you know, hostility that you're 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 just unleashing. And it's not necessarily like this planned thing. It just it just happens. Versus getting right. into this situation that you're in, man, there's a lot of planning that goes into this. When you actually when you actually get to that point, I mean, what are you feeling? Yeah, um, it, it is definitely different than a street fight. You know, a street fight, like you said, happens like that usually. And you can experience an adrenaline dump. Yeah. Um, you know, you're, you're just your legs are shaking. You're going crazy. You feel like you're not punching hard. All that. Um, when it comes to an actual like, you know, sanctioned MMA fight. One, you've been training for it the whole time, so mentally you should at least think you're prepared. Um, <laughs> two, like you're in the back warming up, and you you kind of, if you're aware, you should try to control your adrenaline. You don't want to dump it too early. Yeah. You know? well, like, well, explain I, that. What do you mean? Oh, you just you just gotta try to relax and keep your heart rate nice and level and chill, um, and al almost kind of zone out and almost don't even think about the fight for a little bit. You know, like. 
find some music or whatever just talk with your buddies bullshit backstage yeah. and uh but yeah and then when when that walkout when you start warming up you get that blood pumping got a little sweat going then you're like okay it's getting real you know there's like two fights before you um but for me personally i don't so i don't get nervous really you know i might get anxious like okay let's freaking get it going mm-hmm. but i don't get nervous um and yeah it's and then you make that walk down the uh down the catwalk with the smoke and smoke and mirrors going and, and your bag pipes and, you had the bag yeah, pipes yeah. playing that was yeah, cool you man said those, the, my uh walkout song i had bagpipes and you said it gave you goosebumps yeah it gave me chills like watching That's that because i knew you yeah. i knew you were going to be doing this and then i see you walking out it was just it was so epic man it was cool <laughs> yeah no that the walkout's pretty cool especially like in, in my hometown so the organization i've been fighting for is called caged aggression and they're a feeder to uh lfa which a lot of people may not have heard of but they're a higher level organization and uh, then the UFC, there's a lot of people from Cage Aggression who've made it to the actual UFC. And um, yeah, so, but this organization is in my hometown. So when I walk out, a lot of people, they're, you know, they're my friends and family and stuff. So it's pretty cool to have that feeling of them cheering you on and stuff. Um, and then you get out there and uh, hug your butt, your cornermen one more time. And then you get oil greased up and step in that cage and, and at that point, it is when they start announcing your name and your uh, your sponsorships and all that, and you hear the crowd go wild. And um, honestly, I, I don't even really hear the crowd go wild because at that yeah. point, you go into into tunnel vision, hmm. and you're like, "Here we go." But um, you, when you're in that octagon, you still you don't want to be so tunnel vision to the point where you're not um, uh, consciously there. Hmm. You know what? I'm, I've had that it happened to me in the cage before where you almost just go back to instinct instead of focusing on, okay, here's the game plan. Here's what I know I can do. Here's what I need to showcase. And this last fight, I felt very comfortable in there and I was still conscious of everything that I was doing. And I remember everything that happened, which okay. doesn't happen all the time. Yeah. So, but it's, it's a hell of an experience that anybody that's got the balls to do, it should do it at least once. It's fun. Yeah. That's crazy, man. How, how long was this prep and how long do you usually prepare for a fight? And let's compare that against bodybuilding because, I mean, everybody watching this channel knows all about a bodybuilding prep. I mean, I think I think there's got to be a good, we'll say 30, 40 percent of us that have done it. And the other, mm-hmm. you know, 60 percent have all, you know, been fans. Preps are anywhere from 12 to we'll say 24 weeks. I'd say 16 to 20 is probably pretty average. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'd say the average fight camp is eight to 12 weeks. OK, okay. Um, um, and, and that's going, you know, you still kind of ramp it up hard until the last, the last week. And then you just, then it's just kind of maintaining at that point and make sure you don't get hurt. Um, this fight was interesting because it was originally scheduled for, I think like the end of March and we all know that COVID hit in March. So this got postponed. Yeah. And so I was, I was in shape in like February for this right, right. Cardio wise, ready to go, ready to fight. Um, and then COVID happened, got postponed. So I continued training that whole time. I mean, I, I kind of went, you know, I might've taken a couple of days off here and there and you had to get drunk every now and then, but I knew the fight was, I knew the fight wasn't happening until, uh, September. But so I really probably kicked it back in gear in July hmm. to get ready for this, this September fight. Um, but yeah, so I'd say the average fight camp is eight to 12 weeks. Um, and then, yeah, like you said, the average bodybuilding prep is probably 16 to 20 weeks. Yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah. 
Okay. Well, tell me about the tell me about the cardio then, because when I say I'm doing I'm doing cardio for bodybuilding, <laughs> you know, I'm doing most likely slow steady state. I know a guy out here who fights. Um, he actually used to be an enforcer for nice. here, and uh, a really intense dude. Uh, I wouldn't want to fight him personally, but he's uh, he's got such like high cardio levels and what he's done is he's done like this is even before covid he trained in his backyard and he said he had this log that depending on if it rained or not that it would it would get soaked up with water you know so sometimes yeah, some days yeah. it would be heavier than others and he's out there and he's like pressing this thing up and then he's doing a zillion push-ups and then he's doing all these pull-ups like for him that's cardio he's building his cardio endurance so that he yeah. doesn't gas out you know when he fights what does cardio look like for you yeah, cardio, uh, yeah, like you said, for bodybuilding, it's like brisk walking, you know, or stair stepper or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, on my phone, um, watching a podcast, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah, get something nice on Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, freaking, so cardio for me, fight-wise, um, I do a lot of jogging, you know, just basic jogging. Um, a fight, so a professional fight is three rounds, five minutes a round, right? Okay. Um, so I need to be able to at least jog for 15 minutes. That'll be like my warm up or something. Yeah. And then, um, cardio, even like bag work, you know, I'll set the timer mm. for five minutes and I'm staying busy on, on the heavy bag and I'll do three, four, five, six, seven, eight rounds on there, maybe 40 minutes. And that's just burning up your shoulders, getting your punching stamina there, uh, but also your lungs. Mm. Um, so cardio, you're, you're good to go there. Um, this is something that you might find interesting. So training wise, like actual weight training, um, I still do kind of the, the power building stuff, you know, like more like the Dorian and Ronnie style where you're still doing some of those one, two, three, four, five reps on like your, your heavy deadlifts, bench squat. Okay. And I'm doing a lot of the bodybuilding rep range too. I'm still, you know, I still want to look good and be strong. Um, so I'm doing the, a lot of the six to 12 stuff, um, hypertrophy range. And then, but I also do a lot of endurance, muscular endurance rounds is what I would say. So I might put like I posted that one video of me benching. I might put 225 on the bar and bench it for 50 reps. You know? Yeah, then, I saw you. That was even a goal of yours. You you well, yeah, you yeah. had there was um there was a record in like the combine, the, the football combine. Somebody had X amount of reps with 225. What was that record in 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 how long had you been working on trying to match that? Yeah, the uh, I just randomly Googled one day, uh, like, what's the NFL Combine bench press record? And it was 51 reps set back in, like, 1999, I think, by some giant lineman. I can't remember his name right now. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, yeah, and so I was like, okay, I'm just going to see what I can do it for one day. The first day I got 36. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, not bad. Next week I tried it, got, I don't know, 40-something, and then kind of forgot about it. And then I came back and did it. Um, and got like 53 or something. So I got it. Nice. It's, it's not on video, so there's no proof, but I'll, I'll have to record it next time. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I mean, I mean, I might do like 225, five sets to failure, you know, and get close, probably 100 reps there. Or And then um, I like to set up, um, I'm not going to call it CrossFit because that's gay, but um, <laughs> I'll call it cross, cross training. No, CrossFit, CrossFit has its place. Um, cross training, I'll set up... Um, you know, like a 500 pound tractor tire yeah. and do, let's say do 10 tire flips and then go into 10 sledgehammers alternating on the tire mm-hmm. and then briskly walk in and do, uh, 
five deadlifts with say like 405. So like a pretty good weight, not yeah. super crazy, but a, a good weight. And then go into like two box jumps, like hurdle jumps, and then walk straight to the bench press where you have 315 preloaded on it and then hit it for 10 reps. Yeah. And then return back two box jumps back to the deadlift, back to the tire flip, back to the sledgehammer and then take a break, you know, so stuff like that. Um, so I'm still lifting, but that heart rate is pumping while doing that. It's it's intense. Right on, man. So overall, what's harder? Bodybuilding? Fighting? Um, yeah. I see at the end of the day, man, no matter what happens at a bodybuilding show, you're not getting your face bashed in. Whether right. you win or lose in fighting, you're probably going to get hit in the face. So that oh, there yeah. is that. Yeah. What's <laughs> harder? That's a tough question because they, they both have their they're hard things about it. Um, like you said, fighting, you're going to get beat up. It's more brutal. Um, training is probably, it's more strenuous. Yeah. Like, I shouldn't say more strenuous. It's more difficult. Like you're going to be gassed like cardio wise. You, you're going to be dead after training. If you, if you went all out. Yeah. Um, probably more like a, probably more like a traditional gassed or beat up from training. Like I think yeah. that pe when people who are outside of either sport think of exercise, they probably picture more of like Rocky. They picture more of doing right, what right. you're doing for that versus bodybuilding is hard, but it's a, it, there's a lot, there's a lot of, okay, let me ask you this. There's a lot of mental aspects, I think, to yep. bodybuilding. Is there the mental struggles with fighting? Yep. That's where I, that's where I was going next. Okay. Mental, there's, there's the mental stuff of fighting, but for me personally, the mental aspect of bodybuilding is much harder, much okay. harder. Um, you, like I like I kind of talked about earlier, um, the diet, eating all day long. You know, you have the ment the mental aspect of a lot of people struggle with sticking to what's on their on their meal plan. Or they get cravings and all that. If in in a fight or when you're training for a fight, you get a craving. If you don't have to if you don't have to cut weight, you get a craving for ice cream. I'm yeah. gonna have the damn ice cream. Bodybuilding, you can't have that damn ice cream or you're gonna look like crap. <laughs> you know, yeah, you're gonna be watery as shit when you get on stage, aka fat. So. Um, yeah, that's, I'd say bodybuilding is mentally tougher. Okay. Um, um, mentally for the fight, you have that anxiety of like, mm. oh crap, a, a week from now I'm getting in the cage. Yeah. Um, but also at the same time bodybuilding, oh crap, a week from now I got to look spot on or I'm going to look ridiculous in front of all these people on stage under the lights showing all my flaws. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's kind of similar in that ways, but right on. yeah. Yep. Bodybuilding is more mentally taxing on you throughout the whole day. I gotcha. Yeah, that, yep. that makes sense. I've heard people say that about other sports, too. You know, I mean, like pro basketball players are given all they have while they're while they're practicing, while they're playing. But they could go out and still eat other foods. And, you know, they have right. some they have some some downtime, I guess. Yeah. And bodybuilding, we don't. We don't really get that downtime. You know what else we yeah. don't get? A lot of times, most of us, we don't get paid. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're, absolutely. So you're fighting at a level that allows you to actually get paid to step in the ring. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah, um, and actually, you know, that's one of the reasons I kind of took a hiatus from competing in bodybuilding right now because 
I'm paying to go compete at these shows. Like I went and competed in Puerto Rico last summer yeah. or in 2019, you know, that cost us several grand to go down to Puerto Rico and it's cool. It's fun. Got a little vacation out of it. Yeah. But I didn't make any money doing that. <laughs> right. I, I make um, some personal training clients off of it from being shredded and people like, Oh, I want to look like that or whatever. Yeah. But, um, fighting, I can actually make, you know, thousands of dollars doing it. So it's kind of a no brainer for me right now. Um, I'm, I'm like, I'm going to give this fighting, this whole fighting thing, another, another push and see what happens. And yeah, you know, um, you can, it depends on what your record is, who, who you are and, and all that, but you can make X amount of dollars. And then usually you make X amount of ticket sales, mm. um, a percentage of ticket sales. And then, um, this one was on pay-per-view. So every pay-per-view that I sold personally, I made 20% of. So, you know, it, it all adds up. And then sponsorships is mm. where, um, until you get to that UFC level or Bellator, you're not making a ton of, of ton of money. Uh, and, and even then those lower level guys aren't making a ton of money. Okay. Um, but so especially like at the regional level of fighting, um, of MMA, you're going to need sponsorships to really make a dollar at it. Okay. So, okay. So sponsorships, I mean, I've seen, I've seen fighters reach out. So it's something where I've seen fighters reach out a lot more often to like local companies. And I've seen companies that may have nothing to do with fighting, get involved yep. with sponsorship. What kind of sponsors did you put together for this last fight that you had? Yeah, I think all of my sponsors are, I'd, I'd consider them local companies. And really? like you said, yeah. And like you said, um, I don't almost basically none of them had anything to do with MMA or fighting. I had one supplement company, so I guess that one could kind of count. But other than that, um, they're just all local businesses like uh, landscaping or I have a, a towing and auto repair. I have no kidding. A, a, a realtor family who works for Rule and Rule Realty that sponsors me, um, the chiropractic services, you know, stuff like that, um, a tree, tree care service, all that. Um, but, you know, I, I – locked in 15 sponsors and they're all paying me X amount of dollars and that adds up. Yeah. So yeah. it's, it's nice. And, and I don't really go out, um, and say, Hey guys, knock on the door. Hey guys, can you sponsor me? I'll just make a, a broad Facebook post mm -hmm. saying, Hey, anybody who's interested in sponsoring, um, contact me. I'll give you the details from these are the options I have going on, blah, blah, blah. And hopefully people reach out and they, and they do. Um, and, and I've found that, being nice to people over the years and being able to communicate with people, it's it's worked out. You know, it's karma paying off, I guess. So, so you're telling I, me being a decent human being has its benefits. It has its benefits, yeah. <laughs> I, I like to think I'm a decent human being usually. Um, but, you know, I try to support people when I can. And then I guess it, I guess it's karma coming coming back in yeah. full circle. Yeah. What, what do they get out of it? What would a sponsor get out of, uh, you know, working with you? Right. Yeah. So I, I, in general, I'd say, um, I'll, I'll make like Facebook advertisements for them say okay. once a week or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'll, I'll just give them a, a Facebook and Instagram shout out and then other people share it. So, you know, they're they're at least their logo is being seen or maybe some of their products are being seen by, you know, several thousand people after people share it, which is not bad yeah. in, in our local area. And, uh, and then they get announced at the fight. If I get shirts made, they get their logo on the shirt. So there's walking bill billboards everywhere around town with their logo on it. Nice. Um, and yeah, yeah. I'm getting a banner made for this one. So anybody who pays the, 
the highest premium of sponsorship this go around is getting on the, on the banner, nice. uh, which will be broadcasted on pay-per-view worldwide. So this last one was sold in four or five different countries. No you kidding. Know, so, I mean, pe- people are seeing it. So it's cool. That's cool, man. My first, uh, my first sponsor ever was Nicola's barbecue. Yeah. Nothing, yeah, nothing to do with bodybuilding, but they, yeah, they sponsored me. They paid for my gym membership and, uh, it, and they have great food. Hey guys, if you're in Detroit, head over to Nicola's barbecue, just South of nine mile. Nice. Yeah. South Telegraph <laughs> yep. road. That's, yep. that's cool, man. That's, that's really cool. Hey guys, why are you using sports nutrition that was designed for someone else? At truenutrition.com, they offer the world's largest selection of quality protein powders, and they let you design your own custom blend from a variety of powders, flavors, boosts, and packaging options, like the Team Skip blend, for instance. That's over 20 billion possible combinations to create a protein powder tailored to your diet, your goals, your tastes, and your budget. TrueNutrition.com also offers the ability to create delicious custom oatmeal blends. And they're third-party tested, proving that all their supplements are ensured to have the highest level of quality and value. Don't be a sucker and pay for fancy packaging and gimmicks. Discover the source that bodybuilders trust and stop using mass-produced nutrition that wasn't designed for you. TrueNutrition.com and use our code ADVICES at checkout to let them know that you support the shows. So you just had this fight. You're getting ready for another one now. You said this one's going to be what, middle of October? Yeah, October 17th. It's a Saturday. Okay. And anybody interested out there, uh, you can watch it on pay-per-view. It's, it's, uh, it's not pay-per-view like off of your cable or DirecTV provider. It's a, a web stream thing. It's a internet streamed yeah. pay-per-view. So cagedaggression.tv and you'll be able to buy it for 25 bucks, 24 I'll, I'll put the link in the description uh, at the YouTube in case anybody's interested. And if you have, and it sounds like too, that, that you'll actually see a percentage of that if, if what, if they use a, a, a code or. Yeah. So when you go to purchase it, um, you select, so I'm on, this is a two night event. So you'll select cage aggression, yeah. uh, whatever this one's called night two and then you select your fighter preference so you select ryan delf and then i'll get a cut of that at the end that's cool so man yes yeah, anything's so, appreciated yeah so there's a there's a lot of ways here that you can uh that you can make some money tell me about what you're going into now this this show this fight that's coming i say show this fight that's yeah. coming up <laughs> now do you do you know the guy that you're going to be fighting and in what his situation is yeah, yeah. I, I can't say his name yet because they haven't officially released the matchup. Okay. Um, but, but yeah, he's. Uh, I believe he's out of Peoria, Illinois. Um, he's 1-1 one one as a pro. He went 7-0 and as an amateur. Yeah. Um, he was an amateur title holder. So, I mean, he's no slouch, but um, he's 1-1. One one. He's still pretty green from the two videos I've seen. Okay. Um, claims to be a tough wrestler, but wrestling is my main forte. So, if he thinks he's going to out-wrestle me, he's fucking smoking crack or something um but but uh his one loss was to a guy who was one and oh as a pro and then his one win is against a guy who was oh and oh so i think they made their debut together okay and so he hasn't fought anybody super tough to my knowledge yet but, okay uh, well i mean we'll see what happens he's at least going to be in my weight class i think so okay. we talked about the last guy who came in way overweight Last last year in 2019, I had my heavyweight debut. Yeah, and that guy weighed in at 300 pounds too. So I'm like, I what the heck? That. So yeah, so this is my third fight at heavyweight, 
and uh, but technically it'll be my first fight at heavyweight because those other two were basically like super heavyweight fights, you know. Yeah. Um, but this guy, he's he's like six foot one and two sixty, I think. So we're close to the same size. Yep. Right but on, man. I'm, re- I'm ready to get it. Put the hurting on him. That's cool. So. I got to ask you now, this is kind of like a little bit of the, like the, I'll say like the, almost like the less glamorous side of fighting. And that is, I don't know if there's any, I don't know, maybe there's a statistic, maybe there has been a fighter who's won every fight he's, he's fought, but we don't always win, you know? Right. And I can tell you firsthand, getting your ass kicked and losing in a fight is not fun. No. Tell me, (laughs) tell me about you know, where are you at as a professional fighter when that happens? Yeah. Um, man, losing. <laughs> you ever heard the speech, the man in the arena? No. You have to, I can't remember. There was a, I can't remember exactly who was the author of that speech, but the man in the arena sounds exactly what it is. It's like, basically you got all these people out here talking shit, right? <laughs> oh, he could have done that. He should have done that. Mm, yeah. Oh, why didn't he do that? Oh, he sucked. Yeah. At the end of the day, you got to remember you were the one in there doing it. These people are out here beating off, doing whatever they're doing, getting drunk <laughs> with their with their girlfriends and and buddies. Yeah, and it looks like it was there. Roosevelt. Yep, yep. Yeah, and you're in there uh, putting your, I mean, honestly, technically your life on the line, or at least your health on the line. Yeah. And um, yeah, so at the end of the day, if you do lose, which almost everybody's gonna, at least one person in that cage is gonna lose. <laughs> yeah. Um, unless there's a draw, I guess. But, um, so you just got to remember that, like, you're the one that put the work in, you were the one that was in there and, and, and actually did it. So these people can say what they want, but you were the one that did it. Yeah. But at the same time, especially like fighting in your hometown or like for me in, in my hometown, we, we have like, they allow 3000 people into the event Yeah. and a lot of them, these people know you and they, they're. Oh yeah, he's a badass, whatever. And then you go and get your ass kicked. Then they're like, Oh man. He kind of looked like shit that fight, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Or, or when you get to the higher levels, let's say you're in UFC, um, and there's millions of tens of millions of people buying the pay per view, plus I don't know twenty thousand people, thirty thousand people in the in the venue, and you get your ass kicked. Man, that's demoralizing. That's yeah. like instant depression <laughs> for real. Yeah. So sometimes, and it, it can carry over. It kind of did to me last year when I lost against that one guy who came way in over. Yeah. And I was like, man, I just, I just wanted to drink for like a month after that. Shit. And that's when Haley was getting ready for her show. Yeah. Her pro debut. And then she was all pissed at me and stuff. I'm like, I'm just burnt out. Just let me chill. I want to do my own thing. But it was just like a clashing time, you know? So yeah. Yeah. No, but you, yeah, losing is not fun. <laughs> you hadn't mentioned that, but just, just, I gathered that I picked up, you know, when you had lost that one, I could tell it was, you know, I could tell it was something. And that's what made me think to actually ask you. Cause I, I could see that it was something that, you know, it would have an effect. And I think it would have an effect on anyone. Dude, losing period is just not fun. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. It, it really does make you check everything. The same is true. I'll tell you what, man, the same is true at bodybuilding. You know, if you think you're a badass and then mm-hmm. you get up there and you get your you get your butt handed to you, you know, it, it puts you in your place for sure, man. It makes you really kind of reconsider, ask a yeah. lot of ask a lot of real deep questions, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Or even when it comes to bodybuilding, even if you do well. But then those pictures come out, those yeah. the real stage photos, and you're like, oh, fuck, I look like <laughs> shit. I yeah. look like shit compared to what you thought you looked like, you know. <laughs> right. maybe, maybe they caught you when you were relaxed or something, but 
you shouldn't be relaxing. You know? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, even even that hurts. So yeah, yeah. No, there's no question about that, man. Um, so I know too that you. Uh, I've seen now that you guys have your own gym. Uh, you've been working with people. Like, it looks like you're training people to fight now. How's that going? Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's go, everything at the gym's going really well. Um, we're still training our regular bodybuilders and lifestyle clients, um, personal training clients, but yeah. also training fighters now too, um, which has been really cool. And uh, one guy in particular, I'm going to give him a shout out, Sean West. He's also a trainer at our gym. And he does mainly like lifestyle clients or weight loss clients and fighters too. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's a professional fighter who I actually hire to work on my my stand up game with. Okay, um, he's, a, he's a professional MMA fighter, professional boxer, professional kickboxer, and professional bare knuckle boxer. Oh shit! So he's a he's like a one fifty five one forty five pounder. He's a littler guy. Yeah. Um, but he's a beast, and um, he's got my hands crisp. Uh, my stand-up game is pretty good now and I've never been more confident fight-wise than I have been since working with him. Okay. And uh, but he's also hired me as his strength and conditioning coach. So we've been bouncing off each other and um you know 2 days a week I might work with him, 3 days a week he might work with me, vice versa, something like that. Um but it's been really cool because like I said he's a pro boxer. He just had a fight with the uh the uh PCB out in professional championship or professional boxing champions out in uh, Los Angeles like a month ago. Yeah. And, and, uh, I got to fly out with him and corner him and, you know, it was on Fox sports, like pretty cool getting to travel with him to be one of his corner men and, and help him out and see his progress getting stronger and leaner and hell yeah. And see him be like, you know, uh, boxing coaches always tell me like don't lift weights don't lift weights because you're gonna get bulky and you're gonna be huh. slow yeah but i'm like well we're not we're not power lifting here sean you know we're gonna do muscular endurance work so you're gonna look better you're gonna be stronger but you're also gonna feel like you're gonna have more power yeah and the stamina is gonna be there and he's like man i feel like i can punch hard as fuck now so um it's it's been fun working with fighters and my my regular um bodybuilders and lifestyle clients that's cool, yeah. man. That's really cool. Yeah, I I feel like like strength and condi- I feel like bodybuilding, exercise, weightlifting, I'll say, you know, resistance training. I feel mm-hmm. like resistance training would give you such an edge, man. I feel like having been a bodybuilder, having experienced that and lifting the way you do, it just would make you so much stronger. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. And you think about think about getting punched or kicked. Yeah. Like if you don't have any meat on your bones, that's going to freaking hurt. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. Adding some meat, you can, you can absorb some of that. You can, you can take a little bit more of a beating. I would think it makes sense to me. I mean, I've noticed it myself. Yeah. So in, in myself, so, um, people that aren't strength training that fight, I think it's crazy. It might not need to be your number one priority, but you should at least be doing it. Any sport. Yeah. Tennis players should be freaking strength training. Oh yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. No question, man. For anybody who, who might be, uh, vacationing in lovely Iowa. Uh, yep. <laughs> where, yep. where do they find you guys? Uh, so our gym is Delphs pro gym. We yeah. are, uh, right in the middle of Davenport, Iowa. Um, just Facebook us. We're out, we're out there. Um, and that's also where the fight's going to be Davenport, Iowa. Um, you, you might want to come to vacation in Iowa. We're like the fifth freest state when it comes to COVID restrictions. No so kidding. No I've kidding. worn a I'll tell you this. I've worn a mask twice this whole freaking COVID lockdown because really? we don't we don't have to wear them here. The only two times I wore them was once when I had to go to Los Angeles for that fight. Yeah. And then another time when we went to 
uh, South Dakota, which is actually the freest when it comes to COVID restrictions, but the athletic commission made us wear a mask when I was cornering them. So those okay. are the two times I've worn a mask so far. No kidding. And man. so if you guys want to come hang out, you want to come lift in a gym, come on to Iowa. <laughs> hell yeah. Hell yeah. And you guys decided to open that place up. Basically, I mean, it wasn't really the intention. Like you didn't, it wasn't like we had this shutdown and you're like, hey, we're going to open a gym. But it happened to line up that way pretty much, huh? Yeah, actually, uh, glad you mentioned that. It was pretty nerve wracking at first. So we we bought the gym, I think, on March 11th. Okay. Like we fished over, you know, a good chunk of money. We're like, okay, we're all excited. And then I think March 17th is when the initial lockdown happened. And they're like, okay, nobody can do anything, basically. Like, oh, crap. And, uh, but. Long story short, it became a blessing in disguise because Haley and I were both trainers at another gym, so we were forced not to work because of the lockdown. Yeah, and it gave us time to go in, clean. It was it was a gym before, but it was more like a super dungeon kind of dirty garage gym, right? Okay. So it gave us, yeah. It gave us time to go in and clean and paint everything and moving equipment, moving matting and flooring and all kinds of stuff and start advertising. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so. It was a blessing in disguise, but um, we ended up officially opening May 15th was our first official opening day. Okay, right on. Yeah, you guys got some good stuff over there, too. We were nervous there. I bet, dude. I bet, man. (laughs) Yeah, I heard heard a statistic that 60% of people said they weren't going to be returning to their gyms when the gyms open. This was, you know, a couple months ago that stat was out. I think part of those people were just like the really lazy ones that were looking for an excuse not to come back anyway, you know? Right, right. But yeah, that's scary, man. I do think the 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 overall, um, I think that the climate's going to change. But everything I've seen from what you guys are doing, it seems like a really cool little community that you're building over there. The people that you're working with, they look like they're really engaged. And I feel like just everything you're saying too, man, it's like if you have the, the right people in your life, you can take your fitness, whatever your goals are, be it fighting, be it bodybuilding, be it just getting into better shape. If you have a good community around you, I think you can push those goals just that much further. Yeah, for sure. It's You're right. It's, it's been really cool so far. Um, so our gym, we only have about 2,200 square feet in there. So okay. it's not a very big gym. Yeah. Um, so we're a little bit more expensive because of that. But we're, you know, around here, the average gym is probably like 30 bucks a month. Okay. We charge 57 a month. But like I said, um, we, we can't have a hundred people in there at once. Okay. So ours, we're not a private gym, but we're almost more of a private gym. Hmm. You know, like at any time there'll be zero to 15 people in our gym training. And okay. so, um, but on average, I'd say there's like four people in there at any given point throughout the day. Right and that's, that's about it. Um, so it's almost like a private gym and it's really cool because we know every single member's name. Yeah. We're like at least, if not friends with them, we're good acquaintances with every single member in our gym. And we've been building, it's almost like our little gym family. It's a community and everybody in our gym, we have a a spectrum of all walks of life, right? It's Delph's pro gym. And we've had people like, do you have to be like a pro athlete to be here? We're like, no, it's just the fucking name. You know, it's like how we say this is a hardcore gym. Yeah. But we, I mean, we have competitive bodybuilders, um, professional fighters, amateur fighters, but then we also, I call them our soccer moms, right? We have our middle-aged women who come in and just want to get in better shape. But everybody that comes in our gym gets to work, which is awesome. So that's cool. We've, we've built the environment and the atmosphere in there where you come in and like, you know, it's time to at least work. You're not going to sit there on your phone the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. So 
we've, cool. we've got a we've got the the type of clientele we want. I should say that. That's cool. That's cool, man. Yeah. Well, listen, I appreciate your time, Ryan. Um, I thought, like I said, it'd just be fun to hop on a call because a I hadn't talked to you in a while, and uh, b you're in a very different place. Last time I saw you, I think the last time I saw you was when you were in Detroit, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. And uh, what, where did we go? We went to Powerhouse. Yep, we went Which to Powerhouse Gym. Was that? I think we went to Highland Park. Did we go yeah, to? Yeah. Did we go to uh, two of them? We did. Yeah. Yeah, we the went water. to uh, the uh, Ipsy. Yep, that was out by that the show. That one's cool. That one's cool. It's all right. Highland Park. Highland Park is like got the nostalgia feel to it. You know, yeah, all the yeah. pictures on the wall, and that was a badass gym. Yeah, that is a good one. I just train. I don't train there all the time, but I just trained uh, back there last week. And and Ron Love was there still. He's there every day. You know, Ron nice. Love's still training people out of that gym. Yeah. Well, there's a couple other ones. Next time you're out in the area, uh, we'll, we'll have to take you to. And then I think the time before that I saw you was at uh, the Olympia. The no, maybe I'd say, maybe that was the last time I saw you since before then. Uh, we got to train at a bunch of gyms out uh, out there in in Las Vegas. Those are great places, man. Yeah, yeah, you can't go wrong with Las Las Vegas Athletic Club and uh, uh, all all those gyms are. Where, what's the other one we went to uh, where we saw Partlow and? Uh, oh, that was. Um, I'm having a I'm having a brain fart on it. It said hardcore gym on the sign outside. You yeah, it's that? the one that it's the one that has all the murals on the wall of everybody. People are right now is going to be saying. It's that gym, you idiots. I know. It's like 15 minutes out of town, 10 yeah. minutes out of town. I, I can't remember the name of it either, but it was a good yeah. gym. That was yeah. cool. Awesome, awesome gym. Small one. That's about the size of our gym. Is it? So that not, place is not, fine, man. Yeah, that place has got plenty of space. Big, but Yeah, plenty of space, but you can't have 100 people in there or you'll be screwed. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, no, I think we saw you at the Olympia. We saw you at Chicago Pro. Oh, I don't yeah. remember if that was – I think that might have been after the Olympia that year. Yeah, or, that's right. You guys were there. Were you guys doing um, – were you working with uh, with NPC uh, News or? Um, I think Haley was doing some commentating for HD HD, HD Physiques and which translates into uh, NPC News. Okay, cool. And then and then saw you at Junior Nats one time. Yes, yeah, yeah. And then Detroit's the last time for sure. Right on. Is Haley going to be doing anything else with uh, with those guys with HD Physique once bodybuilding picks up more? Or what has she got going on? Um, I'm guessing. So she's kind of just been doing she's been doing almost more like like hit circuit training type stuff right now. Really taking a little break. But I'm sure next year once she kind of gets back on the scene. Yeah. Joe from HD Physiques will be hitting her up to do that stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, she's really good at it, like holding interviews and stuff like that. So, yeah, she is. Um, he, he likes uh, having her do that. And uh, but, yeah, she, Haley's looking to get back into bodybuilding. I'd say she might compete later next year. OK. Or, yeah. Or 2022 is the latest. We might try to start working on making a little kid here soon. Oh, but no I'm kidding. O- I'm OK with just practicing for now. <laughs> but, but whatever happens, happens. So yeah. we'll see what what happens with that. We might give it like two years. And if it nothing, if it doesn't work out, then she'll be back at it. Or right if it on. does work out, she'll be back at it because. You know, Haley loves competing, but just wanted to take a break too and yeah. give her body a break. And she's content where she's at right now. And well, she yeah. she pushed hard too. For anybody who doesn't know, uh, IFBB Pro Haley Delph, she turned pro in figure, and then she didn't even compete in figure. She just moved up to uh, women's physique, and yep. she looked fantastic, man. You know, you yeah. you guys had done a great job. I know she had to really struggle. Uh, worked with VJ Peary, my co-host over at uh, bodybuilding nerds radio i know you guys had to really push i feel like 
that time off is probably going to be good for her. I bet you that the next time she diets, it's not going to be as hard now. Now that she's had more yeah. size, you know, her. I think yeah. I think it'll be easier next time. I'm going to guess. I'd hope, sure. you know. Yeah, for sure. And so she turned she turned pro and figure 100 percent natural, right? And and then um, decided like, man, I want to do I want to do physique. Yeah. And so she started running a little bit of stuff. Um, and when I say a little bit for a woman, for most competitive professional women, it was very little compared to what a lot of them take. Yeah. And she got freaking huge and looked great in women's physique at her debut. Um, I, I had her like second call outs and she ended up being last call. Yeah. Like, what the, what the hell? Um, she could have been a little bit harder, but fullness, roundness, yeah. just overall symmetry and look and, and prettiness attractiveness like yeah. all that I, I was like man I, I had her like sixth out of 36 and i think they ended up putting her like 30th so i'm like man i get it it's her first show and first time on the west coast yeah but so they might, might have overlooked her a little bit but um who freaking knows you never know um but yeah and, and so she's been completely off everything since last november okay and like not even I wouldn't even say she's like bodybuilding weight training right now. You know, she's like I said, almost cross training type stuff. OK, so when she does kick it, like mentally get there and kick it into gear, which yeah. I can tell she's starting to get the itch already. OK, um, and then starts um, running a little bit of gear again. Fuck, I bet she responds like a freak. I'm sure she's got those genetically crazy muscle bellies and biceps. So. Yeah add a little bit of spice to it well since we'll see what happens since you mentioned gear too i didn't even think about bringing it up till now i mean we talked a little bit before and i said hey if it comes up it comes up but what yep. about in in fighting uh i mean not saying like specifically you but is that right. something that is done how do those rules work because basically in the ifbb and the npc as we know unless it says it's a tested show you know right. all all bets are off yeah right um so it's uh it differs from state commission commission to commission state to state okay um whether they whether they test you um to my knowledge anyway um like in iowa where i'm at they don't test you for i, I think they might be able to yeah but like the organization i'm sure the organization has to pay for it or something it's probably outrageous you know um so like i've never been tested for a fight um until you get up to that like bellator Mm. Um, UFC level where you're having to deal with USADA or however you say it, the yeah. drug administration. Um, I've never heard of them testing MMA guys until you're at that higher level. Okay. Um, and I know a lot of guys, guys, fighters you would not even think are on gear are on gear. It's Just, crazy. Dude, that's like the same thing at the gym. You think yeah, uh, this yeah, guy's natural and he's running two grams, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Huh. Like I, I'm not to name names, but I know guys that like they're a 170 pound fighter and they're taking 500 megs of test and 20 megs of halo or Winnie or, you know, I'm like, do you even lift? You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You don't look like it, but yeah, I mean, guys are, guys are taking stuff. What are the go-to compounds in fighting? I would say test, um, Halo's a good one for aggression, um, and, and strength. Yeah. Um, there's probably maybe master on for people to get, you know, stay strong and hold on to their muscle mass when they're cutting. Yeah. Um, and, and that's probably spe that's too, speculation. Yeah. Speculation. Uh, and probably, especially for a guy who had to, uh, make weight, I'd have to imagine those yeah. drugs, Halo and master on things like that. 
you're not going to be. A, oh, yeah, a Winnie would make sense. Yeah, yeah. The only thing but. with Winnie, because I feel like I've always seen a lot of athletes use Winstrel, and I'm always concerned about joints. And it, like I yeah. see runners using it, stuff like that. And it's like, why Winstrel? Why not go with you know Anivar, something that would be you know dry still. But yep. not have that dryness to the joints. That's the only thing, especially after I feel like after six weeks, all all bets are off as far as joints go. You could get yeah. an issue, you might not, you know. Right, right, yeah, for sure. But yeah, I would say most of the guys, I'm like, what are you what are you doing? And they're like, I'm running a test. And I will tell you, compared to bodybuilders, fighters have no clue what they're doing um, drug wise. Really? So I'm like, so what are you taking for an AI? What's that? What? What? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't have any. I don't have any um, side effects or no nipple sensitivity. I'm like, you should still take something because your estrogen, as your test is going, your estrogen is still going like that. So try yeah. to keep that. Try to keep that at a normal level. They're like, oh, okay, okay. So you know, you have yeah. your teaching moments. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, whereas most bodybuilders, they'll be like, oh yeah, I do this, this, and that, and I take that because. This counteracts that. Yeah. Know. We're the opposite. Like, we'll take it way yeah. over the top. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But so it, it's interesting. Right on, man. Well, listen, I appreciate your time. And uh, and I, I look forward to seeing what, you know, seeing you put this together for the uh, the next fight. Um, I'll have all your information, the uh, connections for the gym and for the pay-per-view uh, of course, to your personal social media, anything else you want to have. We'll have all that down in the show notes, anybody who wants to uh, check this out. And I highly suggest everybody uh, follow along with what Ryan's doing. Heck yeah. Thanks for having me, Scott. Dude, as always, man, it's a pleasure. Oh, yeah.